previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Show me the Diodem Exorius. What is the uh, Diodem Exorius you're looking for? Guys, I'm pretty sure this is an ancient relic from just before or just after the Demon Apocalypse. Do you know what it does? No. Having skimmed through the Chronicles of Parmar, Riley Bevden, known architect of the Presian Canal System, the Diadem Exorius. Why are all the goblins heading north? We were thinking we were going to head up to see my cousins in the Presian Canal System. You can now go to the treasure room. Let's go. Gublio opens up the door to the treasure room. Just mounds of gold all around. And in the center of all of this is a 70-foot radius area where every 10 feet there is a concentric circle laid into the ground, and in the center is a black diamond. Yeah, these are some magical-looking circles. The person that can grab that black diamond from its pedestal, they become the new chief. Sounds like I need that diamond. Gublio just chuckles to himself. Nobody has been able to grab that black diamond. Why is that? So you take a step into the first circle. There is going to be a flash of flame. As you roll forward to dodge this flame, you're going to hit an invisible wall. (laughs) And you're going to take 10d6 fire damage. Each wall requires a different thing to get through it. Oh, that makes us so much better. Use your helmet of ram and just barrel through all the walls. (laughs) Okay, I'll walk through the first one. So you roll through the fire, then I need another dexterity saving throw. For the acid. You successfully keep rolling uh, to get through this, but you're going to take damage. You step into that seventh and last circle. Ogre. Great. You're at the pedestal, the diamond's in front of you. You touch this diamond, there is a solid flat line of black energy that streaks out horizontally in all directions, pressing into your bodies and through you, and you are suddenly yanked from your body, and you are swirling through blackness. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Rest in peace, Kobe. We're recording this on the day Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. R.I.P. Matt Smith. I'm ready for some spooks, but you know what is most spooky? Dragons. Especially when I drag my balls across your forehead. Eric Nemeth. Paul's keeping us in a sex dungeon right now. Please send help. Brad Renfro. Every dead body on Mount Everest was once a very determined individual, so maybe calm down a little bit. <laughs> God, I don't get it. Do you really not? No. <laughs> Every dead body you see on Mount Everest yes. was someone who was once very determined as somebody who wanted to climb Mount Everest. Yes. So calm down. So stop dreaming big oh. or you die. Jeez. And Brad Richards. Hey, Paul. What's the fourth letter of the alphabet? D. That's right. Dragging my nuts across your forehead. Solid. (laughs) Get fucked. Tonight, we are not an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Tonight, we are a 10 Candles 
actual play podcast. For those of you, my current company included, we are all in the same room today. Ten Candles is a role-playing game of tragic horror. Yeah, it's your question right after you ask it. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Something like a dungeon master sometimes does. It's not a dungeon master, no. He's a ten candles master? I am a game master. Oh, fuck. And the sex sons in. We're getting touched. The way ten candles works is because it is tragic horror, at the end of this session, all your characters will die. This is not a game of trying to win or lose. This is a game of survival for as long as you possibly can. I will win. Now, in this game, we will be telling a story about how these characters survive in the dark, how they handle the moments when all hope seems lost, what you do when you are pushed to the brink of humanity. And we will be playing it within the world of Ralveria. As we left off last episode, Ambionitis touched the black diamond, and as he did so, he felt his essence ripped from his body and sucked into a black void. Those of you that watched him touch the diamond saw a blast of black energy, like the rings of Saturn, radiate out from the diamond and pass through your bodies, at which point you also felt a pull on your essence as you were ripped from your body and sucked into what you can only assume is the diamond itself. I was going to make a joke about Paul pulling us out of our, bo- our essence out of our bodies, but... Our, our soul was sucked out so good that we felt dark feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you came to inside the treasure room, but the treasure was not there. And staring across from you was a man who was holding onto the diamond and looked up at you. Another person came through the door to the treasure room, what you know to be the treasure room, and said... Riley, they're coming. That was ten days ago. Ten days ago, the world went dark. The sky went black. Even the stars, the sun, and the moon could no longer be seen. Only the faintest of reddish hues remained. Five days later, they came. You don't know what they are or where they came from. The only thing you know is that they are afraid of the light. I got a question. Mm-hmm. What are they? That's what we're here to find out. Are they demons? But first, we must find out who your characters are. So, the way that we play this game is that as you go through this story, your characters will encounter conflicts. Conflicts are determined by rolling from the communal set of dice. There are currently 10 dice in the communal pool, equivalent to the 10 candles that are lit. Anytime that you come to a situation within the story that might have an uncertain outcome, I will ask you to roll the dice for a conflict. If you get any sixes, that is a a successful challenge. That is a success in that conflict. If you roll any ones, those are taken from the communal pool of dice. So the more ones you get, the fewer dice that you have to roll. If you roll and you don't have any sixes, that is considered a failed conflict. And we will darken one of the ten candles and we will end the scene, at which time we will move the story forward by telling truths about the story. We'll talk a little bit bit more about that when we get to it. 
but all you need to know is that whenever you come to a conflict, sixes are successes, ones you lose the dice, if you don't get any sixes, we end the scene and we darken a candle. Then once we move to the next scene, you'll only have nine candles left, you'll only have nine dice to roll with. We're going to be dead in about ten minutes. (laughs) If you wind up rolling and you have a successful conflict, you gain narration rights. So like I said, this is a story that we are telling collectively. If you wind up winning narration rights, you get to say what happens in the story. You are helping me to build, so I am just helping to run the game, but we are telling the story today. Clear so far? Does anybody else know what the fuck he's talking about? Yeah, I'm clear. All right. There aren't any limits to the story, but just know that as Game Master, this is a tragic horror story. So if you wind up getting to a situation let's say that the conflict is you don't know what's behind this door and you go to open the door and you win narration rights and you say i open the door and there's a million flashlights well flashlights don't exist in the dungeons and dragons universe in ralveria so you can't do that and you're not again you're not trying to win you're trying to build upon the story so don't try to break it and don't think that you're trying to outsmart me you're just trying to progress the story and make it interesting. You open the door and- Oh, now you're fucked up! <laughs> <laughs> so think of Until Dawn and SCP Containment Breach. I think I got this. Think There's of a Slender fucking Man. window. Oh, fuck. I got PTSD over here. You said Slender, SCP, and Until Dawn. Windigos. <laughs> Windigos. <laughs> and um, obviously you want to try and survive as long as you can, so you're going to want to keep as many dice as you can for as long as you can. The more dice you have, the better chance you have of being successful and controlling the narrative. But if you roll a bunch of ones, you lose those. The way that we get those ones back, your character has two traits, a moment, and a brink. These are where we're going to find your characters. You are going to write on the index cards that you have before you a vice and a virtue, a strength and a weakness. Okay, thank you. I was going to ask... Simple terms, please. These should be kind of broad. These should be things that can be applied in multiple situations. For example, you want something like brave or coward. You want something like alcoholic or uh, carefree. Something like that. And while they're writing their traits, I will light three candles. Jesus Christ, that sounds like a fucking torch. Where the fuck did you get that? Target. What is target of a goddamn flamethrower as a candle lighter? At least a three-inch flame off that fucking thing. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, Ben. What's your answer? <laughs> Don't cheat. I'm trying to think. My question is, like, empathetic. Is that a strength or a weakness? Because it could be both, depending on the situation. You could decide that for yourself. But I think that's a good, a good word, a good trait. Is vice a weakness or a strength? That would be more your, that would be the weakness. Thank you. Weak, your vice or your weakness should create more problems than it solves. And your virtue should solve more problems than it creates. My virtue is there's nothing a good cuddle can't solve. What the fuck is that? Does like fearless and gluttonous count? Those would both be very valid. So yeah, if there's any extra food, you guys are fucked. (laughs) 
Is Miami the correct answer for Vice? <laughs> Archer Vice. Meant. Cocaine? Nice. Cocaine is my vice, and my virtue is cocaine. Uh, are we supposed to tell everyone what our vices and everything is? Uh, don't reveal them yet. And did you write them on two different cards? No. Oh, son of a bitch. Write one on each card. Ah, you bastard. Now you fucked up. Way to instruct us, Paul. Do we write it on the line side or the online side? Whichever side you want. Is there going to be more we have to write on these cards? Not on those cards. Don't look, you're stealing my answers. Write that down, write that down. Oh, I can't spell. Is that your vice? Uh, <laughs> might be. I just try to spell fuck it. A demon FC. shows up and he's like, spell expialidocious. Fuck. No. <laughs> spell cat shit. Can I get a definition? <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence, please? Country of origin. All right, everybody have their vice and virtue? I confirm. Yes, I sure do. Positive. Penguins? All right. Now, what I want you to do, you thought these were for yourself. I want you to take your vice and hand it to your left. Damn it. Are you really going to give me Eric's shit? Damn it, I got Ben's soft-ass response. And your virtue, you're going to pass to the right. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) This is tough. You're welcome, Matt. (laughs) What the fuck does this even mean? Yeah. All right, let's now go ahead around the circle and figure out what our traits are. Let's start with Matt, who's to my right. All right. My, uh, my virtue is I am fearless and also have a, according to this drawing here, just a ginormous penis. <laughs> <laughs> and your vice? And my vice is putting others first. On his penis. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't over-exaggerate. <laughs> How ginormous this penis is compared to my body. Brad. So my vice is the fuck it card (laughs) or the carelessness. And my virtue is, and I might need a little bit of explanation for what paranoid junkie senses means. (laughs) Wait, is that that the vice or the virtue? That's my virtue. They're very observant. All right, they so observant, everything. then. Literally anything observant. happens, and you're going to be like, huh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, be rich. Yeah, so my vice is empathetic, and my virtue is machine-like work ethic. Words! <laughs> they escape me sometimes! <laughs> machine-like work ethic. Very perseverant. Hard worker, maybe. He'll get the job done. Very determined. Determination is what you can put that as. Ben, your vice and virtue. I am determined to be fat, essentially. Oh, Determined to be fat? Yes, my virtue is determined. Oh. And my vice is gluttony. So, my character is very determined to be a fat person. He's Mr. Krabs. And Eric. My vice is cowardice, and my virtue is trustworthy. Fucking soft. Can I switch my virtue to toned? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So now that we have an idea about who our characters are, let's set the mood. Let's find out where you're at. Yes, let's set the mood. You, as I said, are in this, what you know to be as the treasure room. 
Ten days ago, the sun went dark. The sky went dark. Five days ago, they came. You don't know what they are, who they are. You only know that they are afraid of the light. You have hunkered down in this treasure room, and you have enough supplies that you've been able to survive for a little while, and you have plenty of candles to keep the place lit. But after a while, Riley Bevden told everybody in the room, he said, I think I have a plan. I have some notes about where we can go in order to find a way to defeat these things. And he left. That was three days ago. Now the supplies are running low. You haven't seen from him. All you knew was that he was headed to his tower room. Now you must move. You must move or you will die. So it's been like 13 days since we got sucked. So from our, like, I guess, OG character's perspective, it's been 13 days that we've just been having this flashback. Yes. That's a long-ass flashback. And so now, now that you know what you must do, at least for now, now we're going to figure out exactly who your characters are. So now that you have your traits, I want you to create a concept about who your character is. So that's a name. That's a brief description of what you look like and some information about who you are or where you came from. It doesn't have to be super detailed, just something to give yourself and others an idea of how you might portray this character. Can my name be Matt Smith? I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't see why not. (laughs) Would it make sense for like story-wise to because this is like ancient true gala right yes but it makes sense for there to just be like a random like like low level like bureaucrat there sure just you know overseeing some bullshit hey yeah. Paul, what's your middle name michael all right but just remember that your character does die all right so would it have to be kind of based on the cards that we received at that point then as well a little bit I mean, you could also be, you know, you could be a soldier, but you could be a cowardly soldier. And while they're writing, I will light three more candles. Is, uh, you know, some names can go both ways, even if it really doesn't seem like it can go both ways. Yeah. What about Miley? Can that go both ways? No, that's a chick. Miles, maybe? Miles, Miles. is a guy's name. Miles Miley has a vagina. <laughs> cool. I got my name. Well, or is just identifies as a woman. What's Riley Bevden's a... Riley Bevden is a scholar slash entrepreneur. Vague ancient D&D guy. <laughs> All right. Everybody have their descriptions? Yes. All right. Let's start with Eric. My name is Pal M. Lamper. I'm a scholar. I'm about 6'1 with black hair and a beard and glasses. <laughs> I have a swimmer's physique, and I work with Riley. All right, Ben. All right, so I'm going to be playing Miles Bevden. So what I look like is exactly like Riley Bevden, but fat. I am uh, Riley's twin brother, identical twin brother. And my role is an advisor. So as he's an entrepreneur and everything, I advise my brother on that kind of stuff. Be rich. I'll be playing Jack (laughs) Mihoff. (laughs) And he is a super toned, soft soldier that holds remorse for the people he has killed. He was raised in a big city and raised to be soft, 
but determined. Brad. Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. Since my father had died, I turned to the drugs. Yes, that's sweet cocaine. <laughs> I lost some weight, so I'm a little bit scrawnier now and I wear tattered clothing. But but does not stop me from living a carefree life and trying to find pleasure in the moment. <laughs> Matt. I am Ebenezer Scroob. I am a tiny little gnome with just a ginormous massive bulge in my pants and bright red hair. And I'm a minor pointless bureaucrat, quote unquote, supervising the canal. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So now that you have, an idea, you have your traits, you have an idea of the character that you want to play, we are going to come up with a moment. So as I said, you now know where you need to move once this story begins. What is something that your character might find hope in throughout the course of this story? It could be a moment of quiet prayer. It could be you find a weapon. Something to that effect. So you're going to write on a new card, I will find hope in, and then that brief moment. Make it broad enough that you can apply it to different situations, but also specific enough that you can act out a specific moment. I will find hope in escaping with my life. That's fair. From the end of this game. <laughs> and the luscious squeaks of boots. <laughs> and while they're writing their moments, I will light three more candles. Does everybody have their moment? Oh, yeah. All right, let's start in the middle this time. Be rich. I will find hope in subtle squeaks during a quiet moment with no fighting. Brad, or I should say be rich, Jack. Brad, you are Inigo. And I will find hope if I can just get my hands on some cocaine. (laughs) Or if I see somebody else do an act of bravery, it shall inspire me. To do cocaine. (laughs) To do cocaine. (laughs) To be something that I am better than. Is your guy's name Louise? Zindigo Matoy. So my father had died. The act of bravery is the real one? Yeah. Okay. Or if I can get my hands on just a little, the littlest bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just one bump to get my head straight. What if it's someone else trying cocaine for the first time and they don't know how it will affect them? That would be an act of bravery. All right, Ben. Your character is Miles. What is your moment? So, a few things that'll help me find hope is, A, seeing any signs that Riley would still be alive. Wait, wait, one moment. You can't have three-parter. Just one moment. Uh, it seems he did not prepare this. If I'm able to find something or someone to eat. So food and supplies. Okay. Pal, Eric? I will find hope... And learning more about the history, past histories. Past histories of, of they, of them? Yes, or, okay. basically learning more about what's going on and what's going on with them and where they came from, that kind of stuff. Excellent. And finally, Matt, your character is Ebenezer. Ebenezer, my hope finding will be in saving someone from falling. So you could say, I'm hanging by a moment. <laughs> Here with you. Clever. All right. And the last thing that we must find out. Fucking Christ. Last index card. Your character has these traits that define your strengths and weaknesses. 
you have this moment in which you will find hope. But when all is lost and you are pushed to the brink of your own humanity or creature manity, creaturity, because we're in Dungeons and Dragons, what have you seen the person to your left do when they have been pushed to the brink? And that is what we're going to write, a brink. So think about the things that the characters around you have done. Think about the person to your left and what have they done? What have they done when pushed to the brink? Matt is sitting to my right. So he's going to be handing a card my way. You have a special job. You are going to be writing something that you have seen about them. These things in the dark. What is something that you have seen about them? And it cannot be a weakness. It can only be a strength or type of identity. And I will write something that they have seen Pal do. So I'm running about what Ben's character has done, right? Correct, Eric. You will write something that you have seen Miles do, Ben's character, when pushed to the brink. So an example of that might be, I have seen you break down and cry at the sight of death. Or I have seen you steal when you think nobody is looking. Something like that. Matt, it could be something like, you have seen them... You have seen them and they have a face. You could say, you have seen them and you know this is an experiment. You have seen them and they are faster than you can believe. Something like that. Okay. Everybody has their brinks written? Yes. Yes. Yep. This one we will not share with each other. This is something that only you and the person to your left know. Perhaps you'll share it with the people that you meet. Perhaps you won't. Perhaps it's something that scares you so thoroughly that you will keep that secret until you die. But whatever it is, pass your brink to the left. All right, now you have these four cards plus the concept. The concept is for your reference. Place the brink on the bottom of your stack of cards. The other three can go in any order that you want. But just so you know, the way that these cards work, as we go through this story and we encounter conflicts, if you wind up rolling dice and you roll too many ones, you can burn one of the cards in order to re-roll the ones. But you will have to work that piece of information about your character into the story. If you have a trait, you can only use one trait per scene. If you have a moment, and you must say that it is your moment, before you roll the dice, okay? And once you roll a successful moment, good things might happen. You only get to the brink when you've burned through everything else. We'll go over these as these situations come up. But for now, before we start playing, we should record messages, all right? This is just something that you might scribble down on a piece of paper, something that you might Leave for somebody that might find it, somebody that you love, just something that you're thinking, but just, you know, what you're thinking as the world has gone dark and all seems dismal to you. So it's pretty much just a thought. Yeah. Just something that you wrote to yourself, like soldiers, when they have, when they're bored and they need to get something off their chest, something like that. Right. Should I just do my thing now? Or yeah, go ahead and do your gets, thing. Um... I guess, always remember the people of Trugala, the citizens. That's it? <laughs> I mean, that's solid. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I was a bureaucrat who put others before myself, so. <laughs> All right. Eric, why don't you go ahead? I wish I'd have done with more of my life than being a historian. You know, you can say more than just one line. <laughs> I, I really don't know what to say. Well, then, just go ahead and say that. Ramble a little bit. I feel like my life has just been, as a historian, has not been fulfilling. Being afraid all the time, not accomplishing anything except for looking at old books. Should have done more. Miles. You know, I always wanted to be skinny, but I have such a love for food that I knew that would actually never happen. I actually feel a little embarrassed. This uh, whole time we've been trapped here, I've been uh, hiding away a little bit of food, little by little, in my pockets. And as we sit here and I watch everyone else go hungry, I've actually uh, still been my usual fat self and keep putting on a little bit of weight. I guess I'll never get thin, even when we have very low food supplies. However, one thing is, I do trust Riley. He's been gone a few days now, but I've always, always trusted him. Even when he never listens to what I counsel him to do, just like never, he should have never started with these experiments. But I do trust that his plan will work, and that we will survive and get out of this. And I will make it my goal that if we do live, I will try to cut back on the Twinkies and lose just a few pounds. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack's character. Right. So, like, this is, like, are we sitting in the thing? Like, we're sitting in the room? Yes. So this would have happened after you found out that they w had come. Okay. Well sitting in this room with a bunch of people that I barely really know. Just a lot of time to think about all the wars, all the fighting, and all the people. Especially the ones that I've killed. Uh, guys in, in the army, or in my battalion, so once you get out, you kind of think about it all the time. Never believed them until right now. Now that the world's kind of going dark, and they're inevitably coming after me, I don't think I'm making out of this one alive. But I just sit here and wonder. Is this what I deserve for everything I had done? For really no simple reason? I don't know. It's just really something to think about. And it just kind of keeps me going. If I get out of this alive, then maybe I'll try something different instead of war. But we'll see how it goes. And Brad, your character. Afterwards, if anybody from the future was to find the diary of Indigo Montoya, they would see the last journal entry be, My name is Inigo Montoya. My father had lived a very long and chivalrous life. He put others before himself, was a brave man, and as my father died, I am prepared to, for what is right. Man, can I redo mine? Mine sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you can redo yours. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your first one was just like, for the people of Trugala. <laughs> All right. I hid the money in... Uh... <laughs> Anyone named Abe Van Halen? Fine. No. I love Trugala. Everything I have done in my life, so small as it has been, has been for my country. And I know, despite what is happening now, we will always come back from this. 
Trugala will never be destroyed. All right. Let's light the last candle, turn off the lights, and let's begin. You are in the treasure room. You have the leftovers of the supplies that you were, that you managed to bring into the room with you. The last of the people that were hiding out with you have left for greener pastures. They are taking their chances out in the world. Riley Bevden left three days ago, and you don't know if he'll ever return. You're running low on food. You're running low on candles. And we're running low on cocaine. <laughs> You must move. Roll for initiative. We sprint directly to the room Riley was going to. And we don't do that. I think we should stay here till we're running even more low on supplies. Uh, Riley will be back soon. We we barely have any supplies left as it is. We're all gonna go hungry. Hi, hungry. I'm Jack. Um. Hmm. Yeah. No, we definitely need to get the fuck out of here. Actually, do we know, because I know we wrote the cards for it, do we know that, like, somebody has observed these things and some of these things has observed one of us? Or is that unknown to everybody? Like, do we know that there's been encounters between us? The only things that you know are what you wrote on your own card and what was given to you on your card. Okay. Mm. So you, you, Inigo, have seen the thing about Ebenezer, but not everybody else has. I haven't seen anything about him. Yes, remember you wrote it on the card and then you handed it to him. Oh, yeah. So you have seen that thing. Wait, so that's already happened at this point? Yes. Oh, okay. It 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 may be this so even though this is even though this is a flashback, you are inhabiting these characters. So you also know some of these things about these characters. You so have done that before. (laughs) And I've witnessed. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back at this point, and I say just we just need to get out of here. No, he's he's gonna come back, but I still think we should move. Uh, we should probably try to get to where he was going if he was going for those uh, the notes and the plans. If that's where he was going, and he was just gonna be back by now, then he died on the way there. We should not go to where he's at. No, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. It 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 when when my brother says he has plans, it, it usually takes a little bit of time to get those going. So. Uh, he, he probably had to go do something else, or he's still working on the plan, but uh, that's If you that's have so much faith that your brother is alive, then why do you want to get out of here? Be- because we're running low on food. So you just want to go find some food? Ideally. And he might I don't want to starve. Well, I'll, uh... We're, we're safe in here as of now. We're just running out of supplies. Those things can't get to us in here. I see. Yeah, no, uh, I'll, I'll trade you some of my food if you have any cocaine. Um... Okay, now is not the time for ripping dingers off each other. All right, so... Hey, just because you're out, I traded you already. No schneef is being hoovered. Anyways, we need to get out of here so we can help Riley. You're right, Arnold. Um, No, I definitely think we need to get out of here. Like, we're safe in here, but not if we're going to die in here. I'd rather die out there than in here. I don't want to die at all. Is there anything around here that we can bring with us to protect ourselves? Well, it is a treasure room. Uh, That has been empty. Remember, the treasure room hasn't been filled yet. You, internally, as players, know that the treasure room 
will eventually be filled with things. But as of right now, the only thing in this room is the diamond. And then the supplies that you have. Oh, I forgot to mention something. Thanks. The, only, the only supplies that you have beyond what I've already mentioned, that you're running low on stores of food and candles, you have what's in your pockets. Literally, in the real world, whatever you have in your pockets is what your character has. Good thing I smartphones? have an iPhone, yeah. <laughs> um, I call Riley. <laughs> not a smartphone. I Google what these monsters are. What if I have one of these? Uh-huh. He's holding up a middle finger to me. Kid a fucked. I got keys, a wallet. All right, so keys, I will allow you to count as a knife. I have a lighter. That, what if I have keys and a knife? <laughs> yes, you've got two knives. Then. <laughs> nice. Um, if you have a lighter, then you can either count that as a tinderbox, or you can count that as a lamp. I would have known this. I would have emptied my pockets in my car. I had a bunch of stuff in my pocket before I came in. I would have brought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's sitting at home on my nightstand. Alright, well, I have a knife. So we automatically won. Well, I have two knives, apparently. I also have a knife. Well, fuck. Do we all know each other? We've spent the last however many days together. Yeah, we know each so, other. Like, I woke with your twin. Okay, so we have, like, limited kind of knowledge about each other. Correct. You have basically the knowledge that you have, that we have gathered building, creating the story. And then, again, this is building a story, so there are things that you can ask them, and they can fill in for you. There are some things that you might be able to hint at. Quick question. Can I have my, can I have a bag with me, since I have a okay, bought a book bag? Sure, you can count your bag. Ooh, I have a bag. You can also have your bag. I have a bag. I also have a handkerchief. Excellent. <laughs> That'll be super useful. Well, yeah. Can wipe asses with it. Yeah. We can wipe our running myself. noses. Can wipe our noses after we're done hoovering schneef. <laughs> hey, I'm all for that plan. So we got a character that loves candy and a character that loves nose candy. <laughs> Alright, I got some snacks in my bag. Does that count as extra essence for me? And my laptop, can that be like a encyclopedia of the world? Ooh, I do. No, we'll, we'll count. I'll allow you to have the bag, but not the whole contents of the bag. What if yeah. I have some peanut M&M's? Does that count as some schneef? No. Fuck. I try helping you out, buddy. If you cook it up right. <laughs> Should brought actual cocaine. <laughs> we need to move. Does So open the door. Well, you see, those things are out there. I will do it. So Stand let's aside. just here. How many how many candles can we all carry at a time? Let's all, like as long as we get up there quick with these candles, they don't like the light, we can go. There are four candles remaining. Um, I count ten. Well, there's that. Or, or if this room was meant to be built for treasure, is there going to be an extra like kind of exit within this room for like old time stuff? I think we would have found it by now. Well, did anybody look? Yes, we all spent the first week looking for a way out of here. I helped Riley design this way room. In, There's only one way in. One way out. And we gotta go out that door. So, I'm picking up a candle. And I'm gonna go out that door. Well, we need to take this fucking thing with us. And I point to the diamond. Why? Why? Because why are we gonna leave this in here by itself? It'll be fine in here. We don't need to bring it. Yeah, but are the, are the creatures after that? Is that why we're here? I don't are they know. after? Are the creatures coming after us for food? Like they want to eat us? Or, Do we know anything about this diamond? Or or is it the diamond that they're trying to get to? Um, 
I can say that you as characters don't know anything more about the diamond other than Riley has been experimenting with it. Riley might need it, so we, you guys think we should take it with us? I do, because if he's been experimenting on it and we find him. So just pocket that, I got a candle, and we'll go. I'll take the diamond. Okay, I guess uh, everybody grab a candle. And we all grab candles. There are only four candles. All right, I'll grab a candle. I've already grabbed one. Two more people. I'll also grab a candle. I'll be fine without the candle. I was say, I'll hold on to the diamond, you can take the fucking candle. Jack, I think you should grab a candle as well, if you have the diamond. That way, if they are after the diamond, they would at least stay away from you. I will say, uh, Brad is actually moving one of the candles right now. If a candle goes out, it cannot be relit. If it goes out prematurely, it cannot be relit. I was assuming, since we said we were picking up the candles, that we would actually have to pick them up. No. We also said there was only four, but there's ten on the table, so that is not real world. I swear to Christ. Be careful. Fuck that up. Nobody sneeze, I swear to God. You'll lose your beard of feathers. I was gonna say that, you fucking asshole. Alright. So. Door. Alright. When you open this door, the darkness beyond is absolute. And... Because you've been in this room for so long, you can't see past this doorway. You have these candles. Have you lit them, or are you just carrying bland candles? Wait, what do you mean they weren't lit? You had four unused candles. Let's just light one at a time. I'll light them. So is there like a torch or like a sconce in the room we were in or something that's been like... They've long since burned out. You're down to candles. we've, We've just been sitting in the dark contemplating whether or not to... I mean, yeah. I guess we could clack knives, knives, not. <laughs> we could clack our knives together. Mm. Try to create a spark. You'd just be like. Well, you have two, don't you? Yeah. Try that. I'm going to try that. And just to create sparks or to light a candle? Create constant sparks so that we can see. <laughs> we should light a candle. I guess we're going to light one of the candles. Yeah, we're going to light a candle. All right. You light the candle. And it does illuminate a little bit of area outside this doorway. You don't see anything outside the door. All those people that had been around you, all the people that had been in this fortress with you, disappeared. They, you, they're not in the yard out front where the viewing gallery is. You can't see them in the stables or the blacksmithery, the forge in the back. The courtyard is empty. And now that you have this light, the sky almost responds in kind, and this absolute blackness is tinged with just the slightest, faintest hint of red. Opposite you, you can see the doorway that leads into the tower where Riley's quarters are. To the right, you can see the doorway that leads into the kitchens, beyond the stables. Well, I think we should probably go to Riley's quarters. If he's well, in there. wouldn't you want to stop by the kitchens first and uh, see if there's any extra supplies we could pick up along the way? Well, if we die in Riley's quarters, we won't need it. But if he's in there, might need our help. Listen here, Super Soldier. We're not going on this brave mission just to die right here. My brother does have a plan, and it's going to work. We just need to survive long enough, so I think if we get some extra rations and we keep making our way over there... I think we'll survive till the end of the hallway. We don't know how long we could be trapped up in his tower if we get up in there. We might need to pick up some extra. I think we should probably steal some supplies from the kitchen. 
Let's just Thank go grab you. some extra food. It don't matter. Thanks, pal. Thanks. Thanks. Our candles go. lit. We can see a little bit. You know, use it while we got it. We should also look for more candles so we can all get a torch or candle or something. There's probably some extra calm torches laying around in the hallways here to unlit. Does anybody need a knife? I have an extra. I sure. don't have one. Here but... you go, Inigo. You look like you would cut somebody for cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and I have. I feel like we should name it something other than cocaine. Like, uh, moon sugar. Dragon chalk. Ooh, I like that. Moon sugar? Is that a real... Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Skyrim. Oh, from, uh, yeah. What is that from? Skyrim. All oh, the, damn. Oh, Elder Scrolls games have that. Oh, I didn't know that. Skooma. They could see um, love it. Berry dust. I know Skooma's from Borderlands. Dra Dragon yeah. chalk. Skooma oh. is from Oblivion, and it was oh. from the Elder Scrolls. You take thing. moon sugar into it. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's come up with a Berry name dust. real quick. Um, how about moon dust? Sure. That's still a fucking... Happy powder. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just call it happy powder for now. <laughs> Paul's happy basement fun time. You can just go schneef. Schneef? <laughs> All right. You start making your way through the courtyard over towards the kitchen entrance. As you pass the forge, the blacksmith shop, you, there's no light over there. You don't hear anything, but you feel warmth coming from where the forge would have been. But clearly it has not been lit in a while. The stables have been empty since they first came. And in the flickering light of your candle, maybe, just maybe, you see a splatter of something that shines a little bit darker than wood on one of the stable doors. But you make it to the kitchen. You walk into the kitchen. And... You do find an extra candle. It's about half as tall as your current candles. It might last you a couple hours, but it's better than nothing, right? Right. And you said that you're looking for supplies, correct? Yes. Who is going to be doing the most looking for supplies? I'm probably going to be looking a lot for supplies, such as like ropes, food, candles, torches. I have a particular supplies in mind I'm looking for. Well... Uh, pal, since you mentioned, since you spoke up first, why don't you roll our first conflict? So you're going to roll the six, the ten dice that are in the communal pile up here. Remember, you want to get at least one six in order for this to succeed. Do I roll them individually or all at once? All at once. I got one six and three ones. All right. So go ahead and take those three ones, and you're going to give those to me. Are you fucking kidding me? Roll better. If you would like to roll or burn one of your traits, uh, what's on top of your stack right now? Oh, uh, like my trait card? Yes. So it would be your traits or your moment on top. It's uh, what I find hoping. Okay, so that would be your moment. You can burn the moment if you want. Well, actually, no, not in this case. Since your moment is active, you'll have to keep that in mind. In order to move on to your traits, you'll have to experience your moment. So keep an eye out. The narrative might present an opportunity for you to live your moment, in which case you can roll the dice, and if you succeed, good things will come. You'll find hope. All right. All right? But as of right now, you've lost three dice. I done fucked up, guys. But because you rolled a six, you have won narration rights. So tell me how this conflict resolves. Tell me what you find. Uh, I find 100 feet of rope. A couple days worth of rations and a uh, two candles. 
Excellent. I think it's not overpowered. That's good enough to find this small mana castle. And the narration is still yours, so go ahead and move the story forward for us. Uh, I think we said we're heading back outside, head towards the blacksmithery, see if we can pick up any weapons or armor. Why, did you find anything? Yeah, I found a couple candles, a couple days of essence and some rope. And that's all you found, huh? Yeah. Hmm, okay. Maybe I should just double check real quick. Yeah, I don't think they have what you're looking for in the castle kitchen. Kitchen's where it'd be cooking, right? Not that. They're cooking stuff that doesn't make you want to jump off walls. Alright, I mean, we'll just go ahead to the blacksmith then, if that's where we want to go. I think the blacksmith would be a good idea. You step out of the kitchen again, and you make your way over to the blacksmith's shop. But it's not warm anymore. That heat that you felt, it was never there. The forge is as cold as it was when the lights went out, when the sky went dark. I think these creatures are giving off heat. That's what we felt earlier. Because we don't feel it now, and this forge feels ice cold to me. So it had to be something living in this over here. Can we look over where we saw that? The only thing that gives off that much heat would be fire itself. Well, we're feeling it, and this forge is ice cold as I'm putting my hand on it. Is that shiny thing where the wood was still there? Yes, and it wasn't shiny, just it it shone a little bit darker right. than wood. So It's still there? Yes, it's still there. Hmm. Are we in? No, we're in the forge. Right? Yes, you're in the forge. Are there any weapons around that we can see? There are. You can see two swords, and you can see what appears to be a half-finished halberd. Which side? Half-finished as in the metal has been roughly shaped and there is a pole which it obviously fits into but it's a little bit blunt it hasn't been sharpened yet I will pick up a sword I guess I'll pick up the uh halberd it's better than nothing right sure is there anything else in this room no, there's another sword anything that I might be interested in I don't think the damn blacksmith was hoovering while he was ripping through Who weapons my guy knows how much Moon dust is in this castle right now. Not yeah. a lot. Not a lot. How do you know? This was a dry castle. <laughs> we gotta get out of this castle then. <laughs> how how did I even end up here in the first place? Ebenezer, do you need a sword? I have my knife. Someone else should take the sword. Alright, well, he's the guy from Hoodwink too. <laughs> Outstanding. I'll grab a sword. And a boy. Even though I'm kind of scared off my ass. You'll be alright. Just use those uh Nice arm strokes that you did when you were swimming, and you'll be fine. Stand behind me. You will be safe. Right. (laughs) I'm going to stand close as hell to Ebenezer. We're armed. One of us is going through withdrawal. Um, It's not that I'm going through withdrawal. It's just if you find it, it'd be a shame to have it go to waste. All right, so withdrawal. Anyways. He looks over and he sees me do a nice little line off the stable. (laughs) Out of my pocket. What you got no, there? Not nowhere. Nothing. It was, uh, it was nothing. This is <clears> a <throat> castle of nobles. I'm gonna go and just eat a sandwich in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... You suddenly hear... All right, off what? in the distance. What was that, guys? Jack, was that you? No, <laughs> that was not me. Jack. Did that come from betwixt your legs? It did not come from a squeak. That was something squeaking 
in the distance. So where was your brother trying to head now? To the tower. He All was, right. He was heading up up to get his notes. All right. In let's go see if he made it there then. I say we go inside to the tower and not be out in the open like this. While we're making our way, can I go over and see what that darker than wood was? Sure. Are you taking the candle from the group? I'll... Okay. Um, or are you just going to go to the edge of the light while they're discussing? I'll go to the edge of the light, because I probably wouldn't have said anything. Okay. As you're looking at it, it's a little bit dark at the edge of this ring of light that the small candle is giving off. But you can tell that this is blood. Fuck. Guys, come here. What'd you find? You find anything? Bring the candle over here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I am there in a second. What is that? And I point to it. That's not what I was looking for. That looks like blood. Yep. Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Super the demon's killing everyone. No shit. <laughs> Does it look recent? <laughs> you you really just disappointed us. Why don't you give me a conflict roll? There is not as many dice in here as I thought there was going to be. Good roll, dickweed. There should be seven. Well, there's definitely seven, but I thought that was a lot more. I lost three. Fuck you. <laughs> if you lose one and three, you have no room to fucking talk. Well, guess what, bitch? I lost zero. Fuck you. And I rolled one six. All right, that is a successful conflict. And if you did not roll any ones, you keep everything in the pool. Roll a shit ton of twos. You have also won narration rights, so you can tell me how old the blood is and what happens next. Well, to me, the blood looks pretty recent. I mean, it still has a nice... It doesn't look like it's completely settled into the wood. Um, so that with the noise off in the distance, and this is also the blacksmith, and the stables are nearby? This is on the stables. This is on the stables? Correct. So this is where horses would be? Mm-hmm. So there's blood in the stables where the horses are? Were. Were, right. So, to me it looks recent. It's not stained in the wood. So if somebody was hurt, they would get on a horse and ride away. Do you think it is human blood or animal blood? Was it Riley? I don't know how you tell the difference between human and animal blood. I don't know. We you're need Tyler here to taste it. You're the <laughs> <laughs> Just taste it a little. You're the super soldier. You've you've seen blood of all sorts before. Yeah, everything looks pretty similar when you're out there murdering a whole bunch well, of shit. Is there any more blood in the area to see if they like something took off or if it was just fully eaten here? You don't see any other blood in the area. So it couldn't have been somebody who got wounded. It could have been somebody who just got eaten. If they're eating, there'd probably be more blood, though. Or right? did, well, if they're wounded, think, they could have been holding it, and then they put their hand on it, or it's just Did there. one of those things eat a horse? No, you would definitely see a whole shit ton of blood if it was a fucking horse. How much did you see? How much do we all see? It's right there. It's a little bit, right? Yes. You found a little bit at first, but you look behind the pile of wood, and there's half a horse. <laughs> if that's how he wanted to narrate it, he could have said that. I definitely don't want that to happen because that's fucking terrifying. Um, okay, well, that looks terrifying. That's recent. We need to go find Riley. Yeah, I say so we get inside. So I say we go to his quarters. All right, then lead the way. You know where it is? Uh, yeah, it's right over there. All right, I'm going to hand you the candle, follow closely behind you, and we'll be on our way. Outstanding. Uh, how do you plan on accessing his apartments? You can go... Back through the kitchen, there was a door there that seemed to open onto the same area as the tower, or there's the main entrance that was just opposite opposite 
what you know to be as the treasure room? That one. I'd say the first one would be most likely. We'd just go the shortest route. That's probably what Wiley would have done. They're about equidistant at this point. Like, going through the kitchen is indoors, where we have cover so these things can't find us. Yeah, but isn't that door right across the way that we were looking at before inside? Yeah, and don't you want to stop back through the kitchen, fatty? Listen here. Tubby, fat fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody calls me Tubby. (laughs) Nobody calls me Tubby but me. Just string bean, you fat piece of shit. (laughs) You tub of law looking motherfucker. We all have our addictions. I'm addicted to food and you're addicted to moon dust, but that doesn't make us different. Moon dust supplies me as much as food supplies you, thank you. So why are you hating on me for this? Let's just just go find it. We might find some food and might find some moon dust if we go back through the kitchen. We don't keep it in the refrigerator in there. What are you talking about? Where do you keep it? Probably in his room with his hidden moon sugar. And we are heading directly there. Exactly. So let's just go. If you want to go the direct route, fine. We can just go straight for the big door. Big door. Let's just go. Big door. All right. You open up the big door. And inside, the whole place has been tossed. This used to be a wondrous reception room. You can see that there were lavish hangings and upholstered chairs. There was stained glass windows across the way, but the windows have been smashed. The drapes have been ripped from their hangings, and the upholstery has been slashed. Jeez, I don't remember the party before this all happened being that crazy. I say we move quickly through here because I don't feel safe in here. Yeah. In the far left corner, you see a spiral staircase that leads up. Definitely think we should go to the staircase. And is that where I would believe to be my brother's quarters? Would be up the spiral staircase? Yes, you know them to be at the top of this tower. Three floors above you. All right. I just go straight there. No hesitation. Do I hear anything upstairs since I have junkie-like senses? You can give me a conflict roll to see if you hear anything. Not yet. I'd rather wait until we're partially up the stairs. You start your way up the spiral staircase. Um, but what would the marching order be? I will go first. I would be second behind the person. Well, I think I think I would I think I would start up near the front, but I'm just a little slower and I <laughs> fatigue pretty quickly going up the stairs. You start hearing me breathe heavy, and then I fall to, like, probably last in the order. Where's the damn handrails on this thing? <laughs> I'll be staying closer to fighting people. So I have the candles, so I'd probably be second behind um, Farnold over here. Okay, so... Oh, Farnold. I was like, who's that? Ebenezer. Fake, fake Arnold. Uh, so we will count... Ebenezer, Jack... So then Miles, you're last? Yeah, like I said, I would I would have liked to take off for the stairs first, but then by the time we got about a few steps up in, everybody else probably passes me and then I'm last. Can of corn, that's all I need. As you start up the stairs. The first floor is a library. All right, this is where, Miles, where you know that your brother did a lot of his research. If you continue on. Or he would have notes on that diamond. That's just me thinking, though. No, we should... If he had his plans and his notes, and he said he was going back to his quarters upstairs, I think we should trust where he was going and try to go up there. He probably grabbed his notes out of the library and made sure he got up to his room where it was safe. Yeah, there's nothing really too interesting about the library right now. You continue up to the second floor, 
But as you pass the library, Miles, you feel a breeze. Not not quite a breeze, but a draft of warm air. Gonna notify guys, everybody, that uh that warm air that we felt when we initially went by the the blacksmith. Uh I I, I feel it again here. If that's Did you fart? If that's what killed those things, then we should keep going and I be think it's quiet. one of those creatures that's giving off heat. I did not fart. Um, haven't had any gassy foods lately. Uh, I really haven't had a lot of food lately at all. How long does it take us to light a t- mat, uh, candle? Just a few moments. But, I, just so you guys know, there's something that could be here. How, how long is our candle burning at this point? Your candle's been burning for about an hour. And we have two hours out of it? No, just the little stubby one gives you a couple hours. This one would probably last you about four hours. We can check it out. That's fine. No, I mean, I'm not if saying, you think I'm there's not, something no, cool. I'm not saying we need to check it out at all. I'm just letting letting everyone know not to be surprised if we get attacked. I'm well, pretty damn surprised. Well, listen here. That's why I'm notifying you, Super Soldier. Should we snuff out this candle and go check? Oh, we're not snuffing out a candle. No. No. Has, does anybody know anything about these creatures? Sorry, does anybody know? Can they hear well? I have no idea. I have a hypothesis that they give off heat, and that's all I know about them. You knocked the fuck out of that one. Perhaps we should check, so we don't get Thank jumped you. from behind. I will look. I'll go with the... I'll uh, an extra candle. I'll go with them. Oh, fuck, I have the candle. Oh, we're all going. What do you mean we did? Mm. I'm determined. I'm gonna light my own candle and just stay in the hallway staircase <laughs> thing. Would I all go in though? You want to stay behind in the staircase? With my own lit candle and wait a couple seconds before I walk in before I follow them. Pal, pal, uh, you worked with my brother. Uh, we're we're both pretty close with him. You know as well as I do that he he would have went upstairs if if they want to go check it out with the super soldiers. They can. I think maybe maybe we keep going. I say we wait for the soldiers and the fighters. Oh, let them go in first and we follow them after them. But I'm having my own lit candle. I can stay out here and if you want to have a snack on the staircase. Do you, if you have, you said you found some extra rations in the kitchen just to. We need to save those. Do listen, listen, listen. We don't. That's the thing. I need energy to get up these stairs, okay? I'm going to go fucking crazy. You you can burn energy that right before. We start walking away. I turn around and look at Pal over my shoulder and say, hey, if he wants to have a snack before we inevitably die, fuck it. Uh, I, I give him a little bit of food. Okay, what kind of food do you give me? Feels like something I should say. A sandwich? <laughs> oh, we have a sandwich. Is a there mustard on this? I don't like Jesus. mustard. You like mustard. We know you don't like any kind of food. I thought he was going to say some jerky How or do something. you not like any food? Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you eat a rock before listen, it Listen, listen, listen. Here, let's just like, Ebenezer, you go ahead with your candle. You take a candle and you can go check that out. With his pal going, you said you wanted no, to check that out. I am not going into first. I'll follow you guys after a little bit, but I'm not going into a little oh, bit. Yeah, no, no, no. You're following him. He goes. So you guys go check it out. We'll chill here, grab a snack. I'll, I'll stay with you guys. Okay, then I'll go with him. Fuck it. I'm going with him. Here, I'll give Here, you my okay. candle. We got, us three got the candle, and we're going to go check this out. I'm lighting my own candle, They too. have the candle I just had. I guess you're going to check it out in the dark. He has a candle. 
Ebenezer. That one. Ebenezer. Mr. Scroob. Should we? Scrooby over here. Scrooby Dooby Doo has a candle. As long as we put out one of the candles once we meet back up, I don't think that'll be a problem. Right. So I light your candle with the candle that I have. I give my candle the um, pal. Pal. And, and one, then we'll go check that out. Yeah. One, two, skiddly diddly do. All right. Those of you that are making your way into the library with my sword drawn. With I'm your sword prepared. drawn and a new candle lit. There are seven rows of books. Just like the lower floor, the windows on the far left have been blown out. One of the shelves of books has been knocked over, and not all of the books remain on their shelves. Some have been knocked to the floor, their pages ripped and scattered across the planks of wood. As you move in between these shelving units, you don't feel this warmth that Miles said he had felt. But once again, you do see a single droplet of what you can tell is blood. Wait, he said that he felt it, or did we all feel the heat? Just Miles felt it. Miles, you lying sack of shit. He's not here right now. Where's the droplet? The droplet is just under the windowpane. And that's blown out? Yes. Is there glass inside? No. So it was... Like, what I can tell is blown out going outside. Yes. So something left, not came So in. something left. Or it was the most metal concert you've ever heard and <laughs> blew the roof off this bitch. If, if that's the case, then I need to check this area, see if any uh, moon dust is around here. <laughs> this wasn't Woodstock, fuck nuts. There's a concert going on. There's always some stuff chilling around here somewhere. I want to approach the window. So you inspect this window. What are you looking for? Blood on the window, shards. I look out the window to see if there's any marking below the window, if there's any hangrails someone could have hung on, rolled around the tower, or if there's a dead body down there. You look out the window. There's no body. There are some slight scratches on the wood of the window pane itself. There's only that single droplet of blood, but there's no body. There are no markings in the ground below. There's no markings on the ground below. None. What floor? How high up are we? Not even the broken glass. First floor. So, ground floor, first floor. The second floor. The second floor. Yeah, I guess so. You're doing it the I'm doing hotel, hotel way. Right. I want to slowly turn my head and look up. Like, lean out the window and slowly as fuck turn up. Turn up! You slowly turn your head up. And as you start to view more and more of the top of the tower. There's nothing there. <laughs> the suspense on that one. Good you hear, job. You hear an audible go from my pants. Alright, well I want to slowly bring my head back in. Turn around and look at my companions that are with me. This thing can fly. Because there's nothing below. Was there shattered glass below? There was shattered glass. Okay, so there was normal shit breaking and falling, yes. but no body, no marking. Right. And just one drop of blood, but scratches on the window. Did it look claw-like? Like talons? They looked claw-like. All right, well, these things have claws, and they can fucking fly. And they're tough as shit, because the thing broke glass on it, and there's zip. And we are going to go back move. to the group. <laughs> where, where did that come from? 
like right Outside, out the inside, window. Deep off into the woods of the... This is not a swamp, by the way. When you look out the window, you can see that this is just a regular, lightly wooded area. The canals are clearly visible all around this fortress. They haven't flooded. They haven't broken down. This is a working, or what would have been a working system of commerce. So it's not a mountainous region anymore? No. <laughs> Fuck. But there are trees around you, and you can hear this off in the distance. All right, well, these things fly and have claws. You heard that. Let's get the fuck out of here and get back to the group and find Riley. Onward. All right. You rejoin the people on the stairs. Um, nothing happened to you on the stairs. You had your snack. All right, I want to look at them and say, okay, these things can fly. They do bleed. They can fly. They busted a window and they have claws. We don't know that they bleed. They might eat things that bleed. Uh, is he explaining everything that you saw in the room? Yeah. With the blood outside and a drop of blood you're telling me about, maybe they're just large enough to swallow a human. If they swallowed a human whole, there would not be bleed. Blood. Maybe it swooped off with them. It could have been a couple of drops of blood falling out of its mouth as it licked its lips. It could just be a huge monster. Well, whatever it is, it flies and it has claws, and we heard it again out in the distance, so we need to keep it moving. Mm. When you yeah. heard it, was it... Louder and closer than it was before, Just or about talk the while same. We're walking. Would I be able to distinguish that? Like, did it sound the same, or was it closer? It sounded farther away. It sounded farther away. That's good. That's right? good. It means that they they've already cleaned the city and they're leaving now, so we should be safe. That is not a good idea. That is not a good false sense of security. That might mean something, though. I mean, if everyone everyone we have heard has been leaving, then. Maybe, yeah, they all ate what they could. We were able to hide until they were full. Even if that's true, I would rather prepare like they're still here and they know that we're here. We still have the diamond. We don't know what that does. We don't know what it does, but we have it and crazy shit is happening, so I'm going to link the two together. If you want to, that's fine. I'm going to keep walking up the stairs. You get to the third floor, so that would be ground floor second floor, third floor. These are rooms of guests. So there are three rooms on this floor. Miles can tell you, and so can Pal, that Riley used to host dignitaries in these in these rooms when they would come to visit and see this budding place of commerce. Oh, I know what that means. I'm going to go check out some of these rooms real quick. And what are you looking for? <laughs> do you really have do to I, ask? Do I have to say it? <laughs> <laughs> let's give, let's roll a conflict. Schneef. It rolls nothing but sixes. I find all the Schneef. <laughs> all ones. So I rolled three sixes. I did roll a one, though. All right, go ahead and hand me that one. That unless, unless you wanted to use one of your character traits to try and re-roll this. So if I wanted to do that, I would have to burn the first card that I have. So what is on top of your deck right now? Bucket. Your careless card. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that would be a trait. So I would no longer be able to just say bucket? Well, it would still be a part of your character, but you would use it to claim this die back. You would work it into your narration of the conflict. Okay, well, the one that's on first saying fuck it is not the one that I could uh, burn 
four. I have a different card in order that I would use for the situation. You have to use them in order that they're that they it's called active in the order that they show up. So you can't get to the next card until you go through this card. And I you would can't I, rearrange the card order. Correct. <laughs> I would say that losing one die is not a big deal. Yeah, no, I'm not Save too concerned. It, but I'm not too concerned. I'm just reiterating that that is a possibility. Okay. So you have won narration rights. What happens? Okay. So how many rooms did you say there are? There are three. Okay, so I'm imagining two hall- two doors on the right hallway, one door on the left hallway. Sounds good to me. Okay, so the first door in the right hallway, I'm going to walk down there. I have myself a candle, or actually, is anyone coming with me? You guys want to check this out, see if we got anything? I will come with you. Perhaps there is somebody we could help. I'll tag along with you guys. Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. So uh, we're Miles gonna- would like to take a candle and stay on the stairs. Listen, Miles, these guys are hosting parties here. They might probably have a fridge full of food or something, dog. No. Fridges don't exist. They might have the some food box. or something, dog. No, that's... Listen, we right. need to get to Riley. This is, this is just spending brother, extra time. That's fine. Yes, if you want to go brother, that's fine. We stopped in the kitchen so you can feed your fat ass. If I find food then, I'm eating it and I'm not bringing it back. So you can come with me and get the food. Or... You can stay here. And so, are you coming? There isn't food in these guest rooms. Okay, I, so I, I take off with the other two guys. So, me, Ebenezer, and Paul are heading up to creep into the right room. And all we see is, like, the first room here, it was a... Uh, you said he hosted dignitaries. This was the one where he hosted of the fanciest dignitaries. He had... I just saw a... Giant box, which I immediately knew was that sweet, sweet moon dust that I enjoy. And I go ahead and I take myself a little bump. I'm feeling okay. (sighs) All right. Now, let's see what else we have around here. Pocket some more anyway, offhand. I see there is indeed a cupboard or like a little area where they have some food there. And I immediately just eat a sandwich. Another one. Because it was delicious, and he didn't want to come, Mr. Glutton over here. And I'm actually going to grab a couple more to hand out to the guys that came with me. And then, well, here, guys, I found some sandwiches. Let's eat some food. I'm going to immediately put mine in the bag. You're just going to bag that? Dang, okay. Um, All right. Here you go. Scrooge. Scrooge. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to keep his strength up. And also... I go ahead and I go to look into the bathroom. I open the door, and yeah, because we're checking. I get, are these like full bedrooms or are they? Well, I mean, it's a like cast- how are these it's, rooms? It's though? a castle, so I'm. It's, it's just like it's not going to be like a bathroom with plumbing. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Can we find anything else in that room? We're gonna sneak across to the other side. Is it just like I get to say one thing per six that I rolled that happens? No, I mean you've okay. you've earned narration rights, so you get to describe Excellent. to a certain extent. Okay, excellent. And then after we finish up the first room, I'm going to suggest to the guys, okay, I think since we had such a decent score in this room, we might try another one. And as soon as you say that, you hear from the top of the stairs, Hello? Did we hear it as any of their voices? Everybody heard this. What? Did I recognize the voice? You recognize that this is Riley's voice. I yell out, Riley? Hello? Shut up. Riley, do you need our help? 
why don't we just go up and talk to him, guys? We're we're trying to find Ry Riley. We're it's it's me, Miles. We're coming up to you now. Just just stay there, and I take off up the stairs. Okay, I'm gonna pocket as much possible moon dust here as I can carry as we're making our way out of there to go meet up with everyone. All right, Miles, you start huffing your way up the <laughs> huffing. Come on, give us a huff. Everyone's huffing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm zooming. Up to the next floor. You reach the top of the stairs, and the door is locked. Can I unlock the door? Yeah, I... Like, wait, do you have a key? Does anybody have a key? Uh, you're Riley's brother? No, no. Hello? Uh, why would I have a key to Riley's bedroom? That'd be weird. Hello, Riley, voice. open up. I'm knocking on the door. Hello? Yeah, is it coming from in the room at that point? It is. Okay, good. Riley, it's me, Miles. It's coming I, from behind I, you. I'm here with Pal and uh, everyone else. We've we've come. You you haven't come back yet. Let us in. Please help me. R Riley. What is wrong? Open the door. What are you doing? And I started kind of banging on the door harder. Hello, please help me. Guys, I don't Get think this away. is Riley. It's not Riley. Get away from the door. Miles. I'm back down the stairs. Miles, help me. I'm at the end of the line. Can I I'm look like, through like, the keyhole? No, stop. Some, somebody help me get this door down. R Riley must be hurt. You said those things fly. They could have got him up in the top of the tower. Somebody help me get in here. Why don't we go ahead and have a conflict roll for looking through the keyhole? All right. It's 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 not Riley. All right, we got a six and two ones. All right, go ahead and hand me the two ones unless you... So I think I'm going to go ahead and burn my first card. All right, what is your first card? It is Fearless slash Massive Slong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can go ahead and take those three ones that you rolled, and you get to re-roll those. Well, I already rolled six, so, like, does it matter? Or You've already succeeded, like... but this will keep the dice in the, in the pile. Okay, yeah, another six and a five. All right, and did you have two ones or three ones? Just two. Okay, so though you haven't lost any dice. You still ha are successful in the conflict. Go ahead and narrate the the outcome, but I want you to burn your trait. All right, and I have to work in the fact that I have a giant penis into this somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to light it from one of the candles, and that's what that bolts for. That's what you used to pick the lock. Yeah. Or as a battering ram. All right, so you look through this keyhole. Because I have such a massive schlong, and I'm so much braver than all of you. I'm going to look through the keyhole to see what's going on. Um, I guess I look through, and I don't see anything right in front of the door, but there is a mass of shadows towards the back of the room. And I guess the voice still keeps going. Do the stairs continue past this point, or is this the top floor? This is the top of the stairs. I don't like this, guys. I don't like this one bit. I'm not part and of this. And I want to try and start breaking down the door. I don't like if this. If he's in there, we need to help him. I'm throwing my weight behind it. All right, Miles, you go ahead and give me a conflict roll. Please pass me the conflicts. We're down to just six. There is one one that has been rolled, but I will burn my card. Are there any sixes? Yes, there was two sixes. Sorry. Okay. I feel like, you know, not having played this game before... I feel like once we start getting below six die is when we have bad chances, so. Correct. So, I re-roll first, right? Go ahead and re-roll. 
A six. All right, so you keep all the dice, but go ahead and burn your trait. What is your trait? Determined. What's most terrible? Is it like his character at this point on plays as he's no longer determined? No, he's still determined. He's just, as a mechanic within the game, has lost that trait to re-roll dice. Oh, okay. So what's going to happen is at this point, me and Ebenezer are trying to break down the door, and it just doesn't seem to give. So I take one final big step back, and I leap off the ground. Like, first time both my feet have come off the ground in a long time. And I hit the door with all my weight, and it falls top down and smacks. And here I am, just kind of laying straight out on my stomach on the door, broken through it. As I look up, what I see straight in front of me, Ebenezer had been seeing the shadows and everything, and on the ground I do see yet another small couple drops of blood. And then I start to look around the room, and Riley is not in the room. But nothing's in the... Nobody's in the room. It was just the sounds coming. I don't like any of this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. I'm not in that room. <laughs> As you say, Riley is not in the room. And the sounds have stopped now. And you do see these couple drops of blood on the ground. But on the desk, you see all manner of books and papers. And you see a bed that has been tossed and the blankets are thrown back. And there's a chest that has been spilled out on the floor. And you see three large glass bottles with shimmering liquid in them. And his nudie magazine collection. Can we take a minute to enjoy the nudie magazine collection? We all have a nice jerk. <laughs> and then we get back to work. Um, guys, this, uh, this, just, this, this doesn't make much sense. The door was locked, which means Riley must have come up here and locked himself in the room so he could do his work, but he's not in here. Where would he be? Doors can be locked from the outside too, boss. Maybe he just didn't want anybody to go in there until you uh, threw your fat sack of fat into the door. (laughs) Listen here. (laughs) I should also say that the windows on the right of the room have been blown out. Oh, well that changes my whole... Listen here, Twiggy. Just because you do so much drugs, you look like a meth addict. (laughs) (laughs) Like a skid? I am at the peak of my physical health here, whereas you have just let yourself go. The only strength you have is from being a a druggie. They get super strength sometimes for no reason. Indeed. It's no reason. But there's nothing to you. Your skin and bones. Shut up. You look like you were summoned by a necromancer. You probably... Are you picking fun? <laughs> when we see these creatures, you probably look very similar to one of them. So you think these creatures are ex- extremely athletic and good-looking? He's one of the creatures. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> skin and bones, and sure, they're probably athletic. Do you see that they are ruining everything here? Dummy. Now listen here. <laughs> we need to find Riley. This isn't right. If he, if he came up here... He wouldn't have just—he wouldn't have just left. The window's broken. You said these things fly. He could still be alive somewhere. Does it look like he took any notes out? Like, are there notes taken out of here, or did did he leave something for us? Give me a conflict roll. I got one six and no ones. All right. So, 
let me know what you find. So we're looking around. I'm looking a little bit more in depth here because this is his private quarters. You know he's stashing something here. <laughs> okay, he's got his little box in his cupboard or something. And as I'm looking it up in there, I see that there were, in fact, a s- set of documents that he had. And you can tell that, you know, because of the way that he had his organization, a chunk out of something towards the end has been taken out. So about like, you know, it lo- looks like three or four files in the stack. or three or four books are missing in his perfectly, you know, symmetric bookcase. And so it does look like he came in here, grabbed his stuff. You see this? Does your brother, like, are these his notes? Well, they're in his bedroom, so I'd imagine they're his. So right here, it looks like, like, did he have a full collection? It looked like he took some out of here, right? I, I, listen, he, he would share stuff with me. Uh, we would talk about things. I would, I would help him with things, but I, I don't know exactly how many papers he had when it came down to that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay, I guess if you don't know his as much as he actually had, you guys weren't very close. But what I'm guessing here is some Riley was here. I do think he was. I don't know how long he was here for. Whether or not he, like, as far as I know, he may have become one of these creatures and flew himself out the window. I don't know. But he's not here now. Miles, you do. Inigo mentions, hey, is this any of Riley's stuff? You do recognize that the shimmering vials, the shimmering glass bottles on the ground are lamps. Not like flame lamps, but they shine a bright white light. Like lava lamps. Or like Lord of the Rings. All right, well. Yes, like lava lamps. (laughs) Well, my glow sticks. Listen, if, uh, obviously he's not here right now, I check his closet just to make sure he's not hiding in the closet real quick. Give me a conflict roll. You do find him in the closet. Come out of the closet now, Riley. If you're all, if you're all a six, you can make him in there. All right. There is a one and there are no sixes. All right. So that is a failed conflict. What's your next card? Glutton. All right, you can only burn one trait per scene. So that means that you have no chance of succeeding this conflict. I will ask you to choose a candle to darken. And do I get rid of the die as well? Uh, Put all the dice back in the communal pool, but I will keep one. Because as you blow out a candle, only nine lights remain. Now we move into the truths phase. This is a chance for us to move the story forward. We will go around, starting with the person that last rolled a conflict. What you will do is you will speak a truth, a single truth that will become irrefutable within the story that we are creating. Each person will go around the circle, will say one truth. We will say a number of truths equal to the number of candles that remain, so that's nine. I will also get to add truths as the game master. When we get to one truth remaining, we all say it together, and we are still alive. Okay? These things are true. The world is dark. Is it the first one? 
That starts every round of truths. Okay. These things are true. The world is dark. So, just let everyone know. So, Riley had let me know that he was going to be experimenting with this black diamond. And I think that during this, it was definitely his doing that these things came to this city and are after us. So in this case, the truths aren't spoken in character. You are just establishing truths for the story. So the truth is Riley caused this. Okay, yeah. The truth would be that Riley, during his experiments, may have done something that is linked to these creatures coming to this city. We'll go clockwise. So be rich. So basically just saying something that we know. Just a well, no, you truth. can say anything. So you could say that we find horses, mm. and that becomes truth. You could say we go to the bottom of the tower. That becomes truth. We end this game without dying. I like that one. I would say we find torches. Can I say torches and horses? No, one truth. One truth. We find torches. And then if somebody wanted to snowball off that, we find torches, and we find horses, and yeah. somebody else could. So, you know, these candles are bullshit. We find torches. All right. Riley, whether or not he is human or inhuman, what figure he possesses, he is still alive. The creatures can't be actually killed. <laughs> they could just be, like, dematerialized temporarily. <laughs> These things that we're fighting are impossible to kill. <laughs> I was about to say when it came around, the creatures get killed by laughter. You have to crack a joke. No, Matt went the, the, with the opposite. You He's all would definitely making this die. impossible for us. <laughs> so only I can establish truths about them. Dang. So um, I'm sorry. There's nobody else alive in the tower. Okay. The sounds you have been hearing are coming closer. We find a body that gives us information, such as how it was, he was half-eaten or something. Well, I'm going to get up to you. Your truth is that you've got information from a body. Got information from a body. Riley's plans. We, we see a list of Riley's plans. Could I say that Diamond would alert us every time we felt that warmth? You could. Like some sort of, it would either glow inside or it would... That would get warmth any time that something that shouldn't be around us will be around us. You you could? Okay. So the diamond alerts us by giving a small glint of light in it, and it gets warm whenever there's something that shouldn't be around us around us. All right. And that is eight truths, so one remains, which we all speak together. And, and we, we are, are still, still alive. alive. Hey everybody, because of the atmospheric nature of this episode, I did not want to interrupt with the mid-roll, so I stuck it at the end. And now it's an end-roll. And it's only served one way and without fried rice. 
And if you've listened all the way through the episode till now, and especially if you are still listening after my terrible joke, I am so proud of you. You are a true and loyal listener, and we love you. And as some of our players would say, fuck you. Which really just means we appreciate the hell out of you. It's been a wild few weeks, um, but ultimately all of us on the Death Saving Bros cast, we just hope that you are remaining safe and healthy. Remember, take care of one another, be smart and social distance, wash your hands frequently for at least 20 seconds, and keep from touching your face. This all will pass, and all we can say is, again, be safe, be healthy. If you're listening to us to help pass that time, we're happy to have you here. Sorry this episode was a little on the nose uh, with the current situation. Terrible timing for our tragic horror episodes. (laughs) But while you're staying at home, while you're under quarantine, uh, keep in touch with us on social media at Death Saving Bros. Most interactions are digital now, and thankfully that's what we've always been. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. I'm personally at HB Camper on Twitter. Ben Renfro is at Benfro15. Brad Renfro is at Ima underscore B underscore Rad. Brad Richards is best reached through our Reddit account. Eric Nemeth is somewhere. And Matt Smith is on the PlayStation Network as Fat, F-A-T-T, dash Smith. We don't want to push advertisements on you right now, what with all the other things you need to buy, like toilet paper. But we do have to give a shout out to Will Savino and the music D20 Project. The compositions just keep coming. Um, he said that he, he just put out an update that he's coming out with another one pretty soon. And they are just excellent. If you can support Will at patreon.com slash musicd20, it's only $2 per month. Otherwise, you can listen to some of his stuff on Spotify or within the context of our podcast. Just keep listening to it over and over again. Repeat. And if you want to support us, a really easy, free way to do that is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. You'll help us in the standings, which, by the way... We are showing up in the top 50 of actual play podcasts on Spotify uh, in those search results last I checked. So that's pretty cool. And if you do leave us a review, you'll get read on the air. Now, without further ado, keep saving those death throws and we'll see you on the next one. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs in Corridors of Yore in Corridors of Yore, Organ and Calestra, Seven Stars of Arcus, Those Who Writhe Below, and Void Soul Temple are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The tracks beginning, Horror 13, and Horror Drone 1 are by Jason Shaw on Audionautics.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run, by Kai Angle, and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.